0: welcome to the heal and expand podcast i'm your host Yaro K. buchans clinically trained therapist healing artist and leadership mentor in my world healing is the gateway to expansion and your personal power is gold join me on a journey through the holy trinity of healing psychological spiritual and somatic using a combination of storytelling psychoeducation And ancient wisdom, we will excavate and explore what it means and how to heal and expand. Thank you for being here. Let's, you know, dive in. I'm here to help you all feel into what it feels like to make yourself a big fucking deal. This is something that can feel really scary for all of us. So I'm going to look over here at my notes every so often. So starting off, I want to tell a little bit about my experience with this. So last year, when I hired my business mentor, Katie Stewart, She and I were talking a lot about, you know, my vision, my mission. It's huge. I have a huge context for the world. And we started really working with making myself a big deal. And it felt really scary in my body initially. Like I would contract around it a lot, which was not in congruence with how I actually view myself and how I view my wisdom and how I view my message and how I view what I'm doing in the world. So I started to really look at, wow, it feels super scary for me to make myself a big deal. And let's just talk about a little bit. So what it means to make yourself a big deal, to be able to stand in the center of the fire and own your gifts, your magic and your medicine without getting small. To be fully committed to your personal power so that when you do receive, notice I say when, when you do receive judgment, reaction, criticism, persecution, you do not contract and get small. To be able to do so with full emotional intelligence and to remain kind as you do so. Now, clearly, this is just what I have... Decided it means. I'm sure others could add to it. And I will add to it probably the longer I move into doing this. This has nothing to do with being better than anyone, using the air quotes that I love so much. It has nothing to do with being better than anyone. It is not hierarchical. It is connecting fully to your own personal power, your own wisdom, your own medicine. That is specific that I I often use medicine because I am a healer, but we all have medicine that we are giving the world. We all have our own unique gifts to serve and you do not serve anybody when you get small. So this is about really fully owning your magic, your wisdom, your medicine, your message, whatever that is. However, you feel called in your soul, in your spirit, in your heart, in your being, in your body to show up in the world and give your full self. And when you contract and get small, it does not serve anybody. In fact, when you contract and get small, you are taking away from the message, the the wisdom, the medicine that is channeling through you to the world. This is not coming. It's not us. It's not about us as an egoic thing. This is about what is channeling through you. We are all unique. My psychopharmacology professor, used said it was my, my favorite thing of this class. He would say, we're all snowflakes. And he was always talking about it in terms of like, which meds people should be on, which I, for those of you who know me, I'm not so into meds, but He was that always imprinted with me because it's true. We are all snowflakes. We all have a unique gift to give to the world. And when we contract and get small and we hide, we don't serve the world. So, why is this important for us to be make ourselves a big fucking deal? We are sensitive creatures, and we get small in the name of humility. But there is nothing humble about hiding your gifts, as I was just saying. And if you look up the word humble in the dictionary, which is not something that I did, but I was actually in a master class where she was reading the, the definition of humble. And it, it, I don't remember it exactly, but it's something to the effect of like making yourself lesser. Now, why would we want to do that? And so as I've been sitting with what is a synonymous word for humble, which I haven't looked up in a thesaurus, but to me, it's kindness and it's connection. And so this isn't about being a big deal from a place of ego, from a place of better, from a place of hierarchy, from a place of looking down on. This is you standing in your full power and your full wisdom and your full medicine and feeling safe to do so. We make excuses around doing this. This is going back to still why it's important. We make excuses around doing this Our addictive behaviors, our maladaptive coping mechanisms are like wounding. So this is a triggering thing I'm probably about to say. We make our sensitivity precious. And rather than healing, creating internal safety, we use our sensitivity as a shield against standing in our full power. Now, if you're someone who identifies as a sensitive person, I honor that. I also am a sensitive person, But no one is served when you use that sensitivity as a weapon against using your magic. And here's what is happening if you are doing that. You have not healed your childhood wounding. You're that that part of you that wants to hold on to the sensitivity as weaponry, as armor, As an excuse not to stand in your full power, that's little you. That's your inner child. Your adult self can recognize your sensitivity, tend to yourself the way you need to be tended to. Let me tell you, I need a lot of baths, a lot, like an extreme amount. I need a lot of quiet. I need a lot of holding myself in my own energy. I need a lot of time on my PEMF infrared mat. I need a lot of time meditating and chanting and in my sauna and away from people and in nature. I need a lot of things. I'm extremely high maintenance maintenance to myself. I do not use that sensitivity as a weapon against standing in my personal power. (laughs) Nadia with the bathtub emoji. Yes, lots of baths, especially as a projector. Lots of baths in human design. For those of you who know, who th- know what that is. So I don't weaponize my sensitivity. And that's something we don't talk about because we make our sensitivity so precious. And it's like, if we challenge that sensitivity, it is so triggering to people and they contract. And then you're an asshole because you're not holding well enough. And here's the thing. I want to hold you in your sensitivity. I don't want you to use it as an excuse to not show up. At- <laughs> excuse me show up in the world and utilize your magic. So we weaponize our sensitivity. Let me just check out my notes. And what you have to do is heal. You have to create internal safety and heal little you, attune to little you so that you feel safe to stand in your magic and stand in your message. So that is the what it means and the why it's important. Now let's break this down a little bit more. Childhood. Just think back to childhood. Think back to how you were as a child. Now, I can only speak for myself, of course, because I have not lived your experience. I have a million memories of being excited, of being open, of being confident, and having other people judge, criticize, bully, demean me, tell me who do you think you are, Getting like an energetically, this goes back to the sensitivity, getting like critical of me energetically. And I could feel it. I just was taking a breath into my body around that because I can actually feel standing with other girls when I was young and being judged by them because my ability to stand in my own power challenged their own sense of self. Now, when we're little, We don't know that's what's happening, right? So we just get small. We might contract. We might start to placate. We might start to bond through gossip. We might start to bond through sickness or, and when I say sickness, I mean a lot of things. I mean, mental, emotional, physical sickness. It could be many different things that will cause us to contract and then bond through that bond through wounding rather than celebrating each other's gifts. So Are you able to think back to a time when this happened for you? Or maybe you were someone who judged when other people shined. I've been both. When I was little, it was usually being judged. As I got older, because I had contracted myself for so long and I was not standing in my own power, I started to judge others. There's shame involved in that, right? And we do anything we can to hide from shame. So, if you have to look at the ways that you have contracted, the ways that you have gotten small, the ways that you have not allowed yourself to shine, or conversely, the ways that you have judged, the ways that you have ridiculed or rejected other people or persecuted other people, there's shame involved in both. And a lot of us actually have both in us because if we were really shiny when we were little, maybe we were judged and then we got small. And then we started judging, and that sha- that becomes a shadow quality. And as I always talk about excavating your gold from your shadow, so the gold would be that you're shiny and that you have this big magical gift that you want to give to the world. And then judgment goes over it. So judgment's like the secondary quality. We might call judgment the shadow quality, but I think what's really in the shadow is the fact that you want to shine. So feeling safe to do so will ask you to heal that young part of you who felt judged, who felt ridiculed, who didn't feel safe to shine. Now, maybe it was your peers, maybe it was your parents, maybe it was your siblings, maybe it was a combination of the two. Dr. Gabor Mate speaks about the aura of a lack of defense. So when we have an aura of a lack of defense, we will actually draw in situations that are perfectly aligned for our wounds because we were not protected in a certain way. This is not about blame. Often when this gets brought up, people get very triggered of like, oh, you're victim blaming. It's not about blame, but it is about being radically honest about what your wounds are and what energetically is happening for you in the external world that is actually just a mirror for your internal world. And so when you start to stand in your personal power and make yourself a big fucking deal, you will have to face all of this. You will have to look at the ways you've gotten small and your body will feel contracted. And you might go to do like say an Instagram live or a story or to post and you'll feel your body contract. I'm just checking out my notes to make sure I didn't miss something. You'll feel your body contract. That's your nervous system trying to keep you safe. This is where you might go into the very valid excuses as I call them. So the very valid excuses might look like addictive behaviors, it might look like binging Netflix, saying you're tired, getting sick, your body loves to get sick when you challenge it, because getting sick gives you a really valid excuse to not do anything. And then you can just stay in this cycle of like, oh, I can never get things done or I can never take off or it might create chaos. It might create drama. This is all your nervous system trying to keep you safe. Because when you start to stand in your full power and you step into the world and you're like, I'm a big fucking deal and here's why, your body will be like, that's not safe. Someone's going to kill you. Now, that sounds intense and dramatic. That's how it feels in the body. And that could come from past life trauma. Maybe you were killed in a past life for standing in in your power and being a big deal. I have been told that I've been killed in every single lifetime for being a healer. And so that lives in my cells. It lives in my soul. It lives in my wiring. The body remembers. The soul remembers. And so it will do anything it can to keep you safe. And that will include getting sick. It will include We call it self-sabotage. It's not self-sabotage. It's your nervous system trying to protect you. And when you rewire your nervous system, you rewire your brain, you rewire the way you relate to the world. And you have to do this within your window of tolerance. So you have to titrate the experience so that you're not like going from zero to a thousand. You wanna like start small, right? So if your body, I'm just checking my notes again. If your body starts to contract, you have to look at why. And to go back to what I was saying previously about what happened in childhood and then how that maybe shows up as an adult, this is when you start to choose attachment over authenticity, which is another one of Dr. Gabor Mate's theories. So he says, when you're little, you'll choose attachment over authenticity because that's how you know safety. And so you start to sacrifice your authentic authentic self in favor of your attachment relationships because that is the only way you know safety. Now here is where I made different as a somatic healer or nervous system healer. I think it's all attachment based. You can do a million somatic practices and trust me, I did. I did 18 years of yoga every single day, meditation, chanting, acupuncture, literally all the somatic things. Did it help? Yes, I healed my anxiety, I healed my OCD but these things are attachment-based because we are attachment-based creatures. We need other humans to feel safe in this world. We need reparenting because little us was not held or attuned to effectively. And your parents could be the most magnificent humans in the world, but we live in a traumatized world and most people were not effectively attuned to. And so, and also we live in a society that is based on scarcity and survival. And because we live in a society that is based on scarcity and survival, other people around us will encourage us to make choices based on scarcity and survival. Hi, Eric. And so when you're encouraged to to make choices based on scarcity and survival, you may make courageous choices, but you might only go to a certain point because everyone else around you, it's, Excuse me. Is like, no, that's not safe. You can't keep going. You can't expand beyond that. Nobody's done that before. And you're taking advice from people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about because they've never done it before. And then you're like, well, it's not safe. I can't do it. And your body's contracting. And you're like, nope, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm shut down. I'm frozen. And you start to go into your trauma responses. This is why group healing is so important. This is why high-level mentorship is so important. This is why healing with other people who want to do similar things is so important. It's not just about healing in my world anyways. I've been a lot in a lot of healing spaces that really still hold on to the suffering and hold on to the pain. And if you walk into those spaces and you act like a big deal, be ready to be persecuted because the judgments that will come up around healers who haven't done this work is extreme. Because nothing triggers people like when you feel safe and confident to be like, I'm a big fucking deal. And my message and my wisdom and my magic is amazing just because it's interesting that I choked up right there, right? Just because I'm not yet published, just because my ideas aren't in a book yet or being taught worldwide, that doesn't mean that there's not unique medicine coming through me or coming through you. You have to feel safe to connect to it. You have to feel safe to channel it. You have to feel safe to stand the fuck in your power and be like, this is my way that I believe works. It doesn't mean it will necessarily be the way for everybody. I don't think everybody wants to expand in the same way that I do, but I want that. I've always wanted that. Took me a long time to feel safe to do it. And so I help you heal. And expand. And this is why I think it's so important to be healing with groups of people who want to expand, who want to connect to their own internal safety and personal power and emotional intelligence, and actually want to do the healing that's going to allow them to create these beautiful, bold, big, expansive lives. Because it's very easy to stay stuck in the world of scarcity, survival, sickness, pain, trauma. We're there. And then we hold on to the preciousness of that. I spoke about that in an Instagram post the other day. We hold on to the preciousness of our pain, similar to the way we hold on to the preciousness of our sensitivity, because it's an excuse not to actually stand in your power and be a big fucking deal. Just think about how that feels in your body to think of yourself as a big deal. Just take a breath with it. Notice what happens in your body. Notice if you start shaking, if you feel a little bit of contraction, if you start to think about your parents or your partner or your friends and how they might respond if you show up and actually own your wisdom. Since I have started to own my wisdom, I have lost many people. That's part of it. When you stand in the fire of your personal power and you're like, here I am, this is what I believe, you may not relate in the same way that you once did. And it will be extremely triggering for certain people in your life. And then you have to decide, am I going to choose authenticity or am I going to choose attachment? When you choose attachment, you will suffer. If you choose authenticity, there will be pain, but you will not suffer. And this is similar to, you know, in Eastern philosophy, suffering is, you know, what keep like suffering is the thing that keeps us in pain. We avoid pain and then we suffer. When you have the courage to be with your pain, you process and transmute it through your body and then you're free. And when we're actu- when we're working with what it is to be in your personality or personality, personal power and being a big deal. You will experience a lot of shame because everyone has a shame story. We all have something that brings us shame. And we do anything we can to get away from it because shame literally says, I'm going to die. I'm wrong. My existence is wrong. I am not worthy as a human. I am too much as a human. Whatever it might be, mine is usually I am too much. I love how when I started talking about shame, like half of half half the people left. <laughs> I am too much as a human has always been mine. And I spoke today in my Instagram caption about when I realized that my shame narrative was I am too much. And I actually sat with the shame around that and I processed it. And I realized that me being too much is actually a superpower. And that my hiding from that narrative doesn't serve me, it doesn't serve anyone else, and when I can just fully own it without shame, without apology, it's actually my superpower. And that goes hand in hand with showing up as a big fucking deal in my life. I am too much. I'm wild. I have big emotions. I have big dreams. I do a lot of things that are go against what society thinks we should do. And if I keep myself small, I perpetuate my own shame. When I'm able to be with the shame of, I'm not going to fit in and that's okay. When I'm in full acceptance of that, it sets me free. When I'm holding on to trying to fit in and not be too much, I suffer and I'm a, I'm not in alignment. And so then the people in my life aren't in alignment. And then it's a perpetual cycle. When I started to actually process the shame around this and really fully stand in my full power, People started to shed away who weren't in alignment. Yeah, it was painful. On the other side of it is freedom, joy, bliss. It's the most powerful feeling in the world to be like, wow, I'm actually owning what has been alive in me since I was 19. And when we repress that, we suffer. Just going to peek at my notes. So... As we're looking at standing in our own power and being a big deal, we will have resistance to it. We might even judge it. We might criticize it. Really get honest with yourself around how you respond to other people who stand in their own, I'm a big fucking deal power. How do you respond to people who are in their personal power? Do you shrink around them? Do you put them on a pedestal? Because if you put someone on a pedestal, you're eventually going to want to knock them off the pedestal. Do you outsource your power to other people? Do you resist this because of loss, because of potential fear, rejection, criticism, or persecution? Because again, you will experience that in some form. It shows up differently for everybody. It will happen. I have witnessed it in myself. I have witnessed it with my clients. I have heard my mentors talk about it. It is something that happens when you stand in your personal power and you decide, no, I'm not going to buy into the scarcity and survival of the human society that we have created. I'm actually going to live in abundance and expansion and I'm going to believe in magic and people react very strongly to that. And so looking at how you actually feel and any resistance you have around this, there might be trauma to process. There might be a little you, little tiny you who needs tending to, and there might be nervous system regulation to create healing your nervous system rather than just regulating it. And what I mean when I say that is that you're not fighting to keep a regulated nervous system. You're not getting dysregulated and then seeking something to regulate you. You start to move through the world and be able to ebb and flow within your nervous system in a flexible way. So yes, I do the somatic practices every day, but you start to notice when you get triggered and you don't have to run away and hide when you get triggered. You're like, oh, I'm triggered right now. And you can process it through your body in an easeful manner. So your state of regulation becomes connection, becomes joy, becomes abundance and pleasure. And you're able to really get curious with yourself when you're not in that space. Rather than like grasping on to your regulating tools, we can get so graspy with those regulating tools like, oh, I have to shut out the world and I need to do all these things. And yes, I spoke about my self-care earlier, but I'm never shutting out the world when I'm doing that. I'm able to just ebb and flow through my day. If I have a day that's busier than another day, I can tend to myself throughout the day and keep myself connected. We get so caught up in this world and hustle, right? And so we go quickly into scarcity and survival. We go quickly into activation. We go quickly into like do, 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 do. And then we can't come down from it. And then we crash crash into dorsal. So when your nervous system is healed, when you are coming from... Yes, Janiel, like going through security at the airport and getting triggered, that's little you, right? That's a dysregulated nervous system. That's not feeling safe to just like allow yourself to move through things. And it takes tending to, and that's okay. There's no shame in that. It's just getting radically honest, like, oh, this is my shit. This is mine. When I'm able to just be with me. And it's interesting too, because the world will give us what we need. So when something happens, there's always a place for us to go, what can I learn from this rather than why is this happening to me? Sometimes that's a really painful question in situations that are extremely painful, but there is always something we can learn from it. So, all right, anyone on here, thoughts or questions, something you want me to kind of break apart with you before I go into how to do it meaning how to stand in your power as a big fucking deal. I know that the question, the comments come through kind of slowly on IG Live. So I will start if anyone has thoughts, questions, things you want me to process through, I will answer them. So how to do this. So first of all, you have to be radically honest. That is like the key in my world with things. You have to be radically honest. We have so much subtle energy And I love hearing that, Janiel, that you moved through it and you sent a lot of compassion to the TSA people. I mean, they have a hard job. So yeah, that's beautiful. So you have to be radically honest. That's the first thing. And that is huge in my world, radical honesty. We have so much subtle energy, as I call it, so many unconscious ways that we relate to the world. And that subtle energy will create your life, as I always say. So You could be telling yourself that you're doing all the things, or you don't know why you're still stuck, or you can't understand why you're still relating this way. I promise you there's some subtle way that you're not connecting to what needs to be connected to in order to be able to shift so that you can fully stand in your personal power and be a big deal in your life. And that's just around this. Like there are many other ways that this shows up. Maybe it shows up in your relationships, Maybe it shows up in your job. Maybe it shows up in your business. Maybe it shows up with your friends or your family or your money. However it shows up, radical honesty about your subtle energy and what you're bringing to it is key. We have so many unconscious beliefs that are wired into us based on ancestral trauma, based on this life trauma, based on what our nervous system knows as safety. It's always about what your nervous system knows as safety. We at one time were tribal creatures and we had to be a part of the tribe to stay alive. So if you do anything that puts you out of the tribe, you literally feel like you're going to die, like your body feels like I'm going to die. And so getting radically honest, really looking at the subtle energy you're bringing to a situation, really continuing to have that self-awareness and not project out, not blame, not judge, not get defensive happens. It happens to all of us sometimes we have to be able to pull back the projection get radically honest with ourselves really look at how we are creating the situation how we're responding or reacting to the situation what we're making each 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 situation mean about us and if we want to contract rather than expand because being a leader will ask you to expand every single day Building a business as a leader is one big trauma response until it's not. And if you can't withstand the trauma responses, you will get small and you will not have the success that you want to have. When you're able to shift the trauma responses and you're able to heal them and to move through them and to tend to little you and to show up in your life as a leader, everything gets easier on the other side. Initially, it's very hard. It gets easier and easier every single day. And with each level of expansion, there is old conditioning to shift. There is subtle energy to shift. There are ways that you have to look at how am I choosing attachment over authenticity? Where am I not believing in what I am bringing to the world? Whatever that may be. For me, it's oftentimes my own programs or my message or my mission or my expansion or my vision. Like I have to get fully behind it energetically, because if you're not fully behind it energetically, it will show up in your world. Also, you have to be able to stay in the unknown and hold the void. And you can't do that as a dysregulated two-year-old, which is what happens when you have an unattended to inner child or a dysregulated nervous system. So radical honesty is the first step nervous system, you have to heal your nervous system and create internal safety. And I spoke pretty extensively about that previously. When your nervous system is dysregulated, it is nearly impossible for you to show up. So when your nervous system is dysregulated, you are responding from that dysregulated place. When your inner child is activated, you're responding from that two-year-old place, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, whatever age it is, it's usually the youngest because. That is where your nervous system wires, and it actually starts to wire in your in your mother's womb. So if you think about your mother and her nervous system, there's your nervous system as well, unless you've done quite a bit of healing around it. And it takes healing to shift how you relate. It takes healing to untangle. I mean, dramatic for a reason, <laughs> to untangle from your mother's nervous system, from your parents nervous system from your friends nervous systems from society's nervous system like we are one big nervous system in society and when you decide to shift and break out of that and do something new how do you think people are going to respond and then when you don't feel safe internally you will get small and so you have to feel safe to stand in your power you have to feel safe to be a big fucking deal and stand in the fire of whatever comes with that. Okay. I said this already, but I'm going to say it again. You have to recognize where you want to project and judge when you get small. So if your inclination is to contract that contraction doesn't usually come with, oh, let me get radically honest and curious about what's happening for me. It may, if you do the kind of healing that I do, and you've worked with me or you've worked with someone who does this kind of healing. But usually, when we contract, and I used to do this once upon a time, I would contract and I would project and I would judge and I would blame. And so, you have to really look at when you contract are you blaming? Are you projecting? Are you judging? How is that keeping you safe? Because all of this is in service of safety. And so when you are doing those things, you are not showing up as your fullest, most amazing, biggest self. You're not making yourself a big deal. You're not in service of your message, your wisdom, your medicine that needs to be given to the world. And instead you're contracting. And then because you don't want to sit with the shame that comes from contracting, you're projecting, judging, and blaming. So you have to be able to really get honest about that. Where do you project, judge, and blame when you contract? And instead of doing that, self-reflect. What's happening in my body right now? How's my nervous system feel? When I contracted, what actually happened for me? What emotion was I feeling? Where does it live in my body? How might I tend to that? Do I have a place I can go to help hold this? Because we can't do this alone. That's why group healing is so fucking powerful. The way I see the women in my groups shift and expand together is profound. They show up in celebration of each other rather than judgment, criticism, getting small. When there is jealousy that comes up, when there is contraction that comes up, they're able to get self-reflective. Because that's the thing. It's not that these things won't ever come up for us again. It's are we able to be self-reflective about them? Are we able to be radically honest? Are we able to take accountability for our role in the situation? Or are we continuing to project, judge, and blame? How critical are we of the world around us? Listen, I have been the judgiest bitch there is. And I have had to I laugh because it's true. I have had to really look at it and why I was doing it and the ways I wasn't showing up and where I didn't feel safe and how little Yarrow just needed to be held so that I felt safe to show up. Now I know through my human design, through my own wounding, what I was protecting, and my nature as a projector to see everything and to want to analyze everything and to want to learn everything and study everything. And so I can do that instead of judging. I can do that instead of making it hierarchical. I can accept, well, that just works for them or that's where they are rather than making it wrong. And that's because I have healed. Now, I have a different view of the healing journey journey than most people. When I say I have healed, it's not that things don't come up for me, but I genuinely feel like for the most part, I am expanding and healing will happen that needs to, like things that need to be healed will come up in that. But I don't feel like I'm actively healing trauma at this point. I feel like I have healed my trauma and I'm expanding. Shit will come up. Old beliefs will come up. I recently invested in a program to help me decondition so that I feel safer to stand fully in holding my standards. That to me is expansion. It's not so much about healing anymore. When we move out of the healing, when we feel safe to let go of the healing, that's when fucking magic happens. You don't have to hold on to the healing forever. If you hold on to the healing forever, it is a defense against allowing yourself to be a big fucking deal. I'm just gonna let that land. Okay, you have to attune to tiny you. Listen, little you has a lot of needs. And the more you reject her, the sicker you get. You might get physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually sick. But when you are rejecting tiny you, you are creating sickness because she is in there screaming and she will get louder and louder and louder and louder until you pay the fuck attention. And this shows up in literally every area of our lives. And it's attachment wounding. It really all goes back to attachment wounding because we are attachment-based creatures. So when we are neglecting our attachments, when we are just doing somatic practices, when we are not actually healing in relationship, we are not actually healing to a place where we feel able to fully expand. I truly believe this. I think nervous system healing is attachment wound healing. I think shadow work healing is attachment wound healing. I think it all is attachment wound healing because we are attachment-based creatures and we will literally hold on to anything. We will hold on to people. We will hold on to addictive behaviors. We will hold on to things. We will hold on to beliefs. We will hold on to behaviors. We will create divisiveness against each other because we are divisive, with, divisive, within, blah, 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 divisive within ourselves. When we actually feel safe, to be with others, to be seen, to be held, to be heard, to have differing opinions and feel safe with that. When we heal relationally, we become the most powerful people in the world. And until we all do that, while we're all seeking these external things that are not relationship-based, we stay stuck because you have to heal in relationship. There's literally no other way that's my belief system. I'm sure other people would argue with me. Now, as I have studied extensively the wealth coaching world, I see that the, the women who are effective holders are the best mentors, the ones who attune, the ones who allow people to feel held and safe and call them on their bullshit and help them rise. That is healing so you can expand. Now, We don't all want that, and that's okay. But if you want to expand, you got to be able to let go of the healing. You have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to be so radically honest and stop making my healing so precious. I'm going to lean the fuck in all the way so that I feel safe to expand. Because only you know when you're able to let go of the suffering. And we live in a world that loves to hold on to suffering. We do it in a multitude of ways all the time, every day. And when you finally feel safe to let go of that suffering, to allow yourself joy and connection and abundance and pleasure, that's when you can expand. And that's when you can create a life that feels how you want it to feel. So my last one on that is you join group healing. We can't heal alone. When you have other humans to heal with, you have to witness yourself through other people. It's extremely powerful. We are sneaky. We are insidious. When we try to heal by ourselves, we can trick ourselves all day long, and we will have so many subtle, sneaky ways that we keep ourselves stuck, that we keep ourselves small, that we stay defended, that we are not able to actually expand. We have to be witnessed. We have to be witnessed in our own sneaky bullshit because we literally all have it. And when you feel safe to just bring it forward, to process it, to move through it, you feel safe to expand. So when it comes back to just to loop it around being a big fucking deal, these are the ways that you do it. It's easiest and more accelerated if you do it with other people. This is why I created group healing programs. This is why I know they're so powerful. This is why I have long-term mentorship clients. It's why I'm in long-term mentorship because we need to be seen. We need to be witnessed. We need to be held. We need to be called to rise. We need people to point out when we're being sneaky. I said that like three times, but it's just the way it is. And when someone points out if you're being sneaky and you get defensive, just take a moment to look at that. I have done it many times. It's not fun. It makes us have to be with our shame. And that feels super scary. But you know what? On the other side of that is freedom. When you can go, oh shit, I did that thing again and laugh at yourself rather than make it precious and get defensive and not be able to be with the shame, that's freedom. And I want freedom. And I want all of you to feel freedom. Because it's the most powerful thing in the world when you can feel free. And so when you feel safe to just be radically honest and not get defensive and not shut down and not make it all too precious and not use your veil of defenses, when, you're, when you allow yourself to slowly let them fall away and be radically honest about your role in the world, everything shifts. And when you want to stand in your full power and be a big deal in the world, you're going to have to do all of that because there's no other way. That's the path to true, authentic leadership, full radical responsibility, holding tiny you, healing your nervous system, being fully conscious and aware and connected to you so that you can connect to others as well. So just check in any thoughts, needs, questions, anything anyone wants me to process through I have two ways to work with me right now. The first one is the art of sacred selling. This program is for healers, therapists, creatives, entrepreneurs, artists, actors, anyone who wants to be a big deal in their life. We're going to really process through what it feels like for you to sell. That might be a service. It might be yourself, meaning showing up as a big deal in your world. It's six modules, four live calls, live Facebook group. We're going to do a selling challenge, whatever that might look like for each of you. If you jump on the wait list today, you get the juicy pricing of 555. After that, it will go up to 888. So we have live calls, four of them. They are on Fridays at 2:30 Pacific. Um just thinking. And then we have the Facebook group, which I will encourage everybody to be active in. You'll have six modules, which will be in a teachable course. You'll have journal prompts, somatic practices, journal um, visualizations. I really want you to feel safe to embody what it means to show up as a big deal and sell. So that is one way. We start April 7th on Friday. And then the Art of Connecting 90 Day Group Healing Program is coming up again in the beginning of May. May 4th is our start date. We're gonna do Thursday evenings this time. It's the first time I've not done a Saturday one. Uh 4 30 Pacific, 7 30 Eastern is what I'm looking for for that. I had someone join yesterday. So they're only um, it's a small group. So it's they as the spaces fill, I kind of decide per who is joining how big it's going to be. Lately, it's been a little on the smaller side because I enjoy the intimacy and the full transformation with people. So it's usually between five and seven. And it's really just if you want full energetic vibrational transformation, that is the program for you. And yeah, I have fun things coming up soon. Those are the most immediate ways to jump into working with me. If you have any questions, please let me know. I keep pausing because I'm like, am I missing something? (laughs) So uh, those are the most immediate ways to work with me. I'm really excited about the art of sacred selling. So first time I've done this, that I've done this program and it just came through me and I was like, this has been something I have had to really embody, especially in the last year. And I want everyone to feel safe to do this because I did a post about this. If you're criticizing how much money business coaches make, but you're not showing up as much as the business coach is, you have some healing to do. If you feel icky and shameful around selling, if you contract around standing in your power, if you contract around making yourself a big fucking deal, you have healing to do around this, around creating potency and personal power and connecting to your vision and your wisdom and your message and feeling safe to fully stand in it. This program is going to be so powerful. So often we look to like marketing or business strategy and all these things. It's not that we don't need those, but we neglect the healing piece of this because if you're not standing in your full potency and making yourself a big fucking deal, all the marketing in the world, all the strategy in the world is not going to land because you're not connected. So I'm so excited for this program. It starts, I said already, April 7th. And then the art of connecting is my heart. And it really is the art of connecting and expanding, which I'm full, fully going to change that name for this round. And this is my healing method that we go through, which my healing method is coming in the fall, January, really. You have to have done the art of connecting to do my healing method program. And I'm so freaking excited about it. This is the work I do. This is how you shift and move out of scarcity and survival into abundance and expansion and feel safe to connect yourself to others to the earth to your vision to your mission and to stand in your personal power and be a big fucking deal okay if you love this episode and want to share it with the world screenshot, post, and tag me on Instagram. The more you share it, the more people receive it, the more people heal, and the more people who expand. And if you want to get notified of the next episode, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss a chapter thank you for healing and expanding with me take time to come home to yourself always and if you have questions about deepening into this work in my world please do not hesitate to reach out you can dm me on instagram you can send me an email you can send me a carrier pigeon if you can find one thank you so much again for being here and i will see you all soon dear ones